is the good word everybody this is your man still one and you know who always is right with me big storm and this is the state of basketball a bw sports one original podcast and we are brought to you by some really nice individuals that we like to call family we're brought to you by rockstar realties if you are looking to buy or sell a home or some commercial properties check out our good man sean nugent over at Rockstar Realties, you get him at 317-510-8322. market's looking real good right now, so you better jump on it. Uh, I've just been paying attention to the emails. Before. I don't really know that. <laughs> um, and Elite Performance. Uh, if you're trying to get your body into that elite shape, check out our good man, Zach, over at Elite Performance at 765-499-1005. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, we had a great time at um, Elite Performance first annual uh, lifting competition. Man, it was fun. Uh, it was some great feats of strength. We saw some uh, some some teenagers get out there and rock it out and, and be stronger than they thought they ever could. Uh, and I got to hang out with uh, the positive powerhouse, Monica P. She, she was my co-host. So we had a ball over there. Uh, so... Um, I guess I could tell you about it at some point in time, but it was fun. <laughs> and moving on, uh, if you are on the south side and you are looking for a great burger, check out our people over at Bomb Burger, working the steak and shape uh, until further notice when they switch over. If you're looking for some good food, some good home food, and some good companies, some good uh, service, check out those people down there. Uh, what is it? 7960 US 31 South. And revved up tattoos. Uh, if you're looking to get your stuff get inked up in a good way, um, as if you were following, our good friend the Lion was at revved up tattoos on Tuesday, getting inked up, and your boy has his appointment on the nineteenth. Excited? How you feeling about that? Yeah, man. It's the first. It's been a minute, right? Since you had your last tat. Twenty, at least (laughs) twenty. At least twenty. So, uh, check out our good man Todd Rev Durham over there at Revved Up Tattoos three one seven five three seven two six six seven. Get your appointment in now. He is booked up damn near through September, so you better get in. Um, and then we got Turp House Clear. Uh, if you're looking for that alternative uh, pain supplement, you don't want to be stuck on those opioids, check out our good man, Brad Mallow Lambert, a green hair bandit over at uh, Turp House Clear. And if you use the promo code Sports one you get 20% off. And we have Rogue Energy. Um, also, if you hit Rogue Energy up, it's a new power sports drink that is, is sweeping the nation. So if you get on there at the uh, RogueEnergy.com, 
use the BW Sports One uh, promo code and you'll get a discount with them. As you can see, our powerful, positive Monica is there as our model. All right, bro, it's time. How you been? How was your Father's Day? Father's Day was well. I uh, went to dinner with uh, my kids and my father as well. Um, we plan on keeping this thing going, so I think we're going to have another event since my sister was not able to attend. Uh, so we're going to do something else this weekend. We're going to keep Father's Day rolling. Um, Shit. Father's Day is every day, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, so it was it was great. It was great. My daughter is creating a, a piece of art that I plan on hanging. It's going to be the first art piece that I hang in my new uh, residence here. Uh, so she will definitely be represented in here. And uh, I will can't wait to uh see what it looks like and uh tell everyone about it um work though right like the ever-changing world that i work in uh schedule change so unfortunately this will be our last uh thursday night until further notice until further notice yes we will be moving to the sunday afternoon obviously you fans who are checkers and records fans with our good friend uh Tommy Boy over at Checkers and Records, they go on Sunday. He goes on. Sorry, there is no they. There are more. He goes on at uh, 12.30. No, 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 no. He goes on at 11.30 on Sunday. So we'll be coming on after him at some point in time. Uh, we haven't established the time yet. You know, Saturday nights could get a little crazy sometime, and I like brunch on Sunday. So we'll figure out a good time, and we'll tell you. <laughs> good deal, good deal. Good deal. Um, hey man, my father's day was good. I got to do exactly what I wanted to do. I know fathers always complain. This is for the wife, but you know, fellas <laughs> always complain about they never get to do what they want to do. Like the wife always does what she wants to do on Mother's Day, and then you always do what the wife wants you to do on Father's Day, or or but, the mother in my case. It's it's, it's a mother <laughs> and you know, significant other as well. So <laughs> Yeah. It's the ladies you don't get that usually plan <laughs> what goes on. <laughs> but I am one of the few who are very fortunate and blessed and lucky to be able to actually do what I want to do on Father's Day. Um, and I got to do exactly that. You know, she wouldn't spend time with her father down in Monrovia, Monrovia, Monrovia. And I was at home with my feet up doing absolutely everything. <laughs> no, I will say everything. No, I was getting the laundry done. I was prepping for dinner. What I want to do is what I do every day. You know what I mean? I like to cook, so that's what I did. Kids came in. Mother came over, and I threw some steaks on. Me and the wife had lobster with our steak. You know what I mean? We just, you know, do it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and why not? Cool. And why not? And, and why not? And, I get, <laughs> and I'm getting a new grill cover for my smoker since the squirrels that we feed and take care of every day decided to rip my shit to shreds and i'm angry at them wow. they're grounded they, were, were they trying to tell you that they needed you to get on the grill for them or like is this something and i don't know i don't know but we we are at a at a disconnect right now i haven't given any <laughs> of not vibing right now <laughs> we're not vibing i'm angry <laughs> All right, so, hey, bro, we don't have a whole lot of um, NCAA or WNBA to talk about, so we're going to, when we get to it, we'll dive right into uh, basketball news for as it correlates to uh, the NBA. I don't really know why I put the TBT in the NBA, but I did. We'll talk about that in a second. 
Uh, but the only thing we have for NCAA, I know Dan and I talked about it yesterday as it relates to football um, on the Dukes of football yesterday. But the ruling of uh, the Supreme Court uh, came out a couple of days ago for uh, the compensation, you know, how they breaking up the antitrust laws, how they're challenging the antitrust laws of the NCAA and how that affects those two sports. So I just wanted to, you know, let Storm know about it and you guys know about it if you didn't follow the football show yesterday. So it's going to make uh, great ripples. Um, in the college world, I mean, it's almost like Fonbon said, you know, it's almost like the NCAA as we know it is getting ready to completely change or it's dead. So um, yeah. I don't know if you paid definitely. attention to it. No, uh, I definitely heard a lot about it. And it's the first step, right? It, it goes, uh, they cannot monopolize, monopolize this situation that they're in as far as uh, keeping them um, as amateurs and things of that nature when they make billions of dollars off these guys like you you have to like it, it doesn't make sense especially when you have other um things in college you may go for uh as far as to be your major and then you're able to do internships you're able to make money within that and still go to school and still be on scholarships so um it's just about time i feel like it's really really about time because there's a lot of kids that won't go necessarily to the league but would still definitely bring uh, a lot of financial um, stability or a lot of financial gain to uh, the school that they go to. So just because they don't make it to the league doesn't mean they didn't bring in a lot of money for you. Right. Um, I I agree on that. I mean, I've I've never really been a fan of paying the athlete uh, in college. You know, what I mean, I've always been, and I've—I I mean, I'm coming off it. Tell, tell the truth: if Paris would have offered you something, you—you you really would have turned it down at that point. Who said? In time in who your said? Life? Who said we didn't? Okay. Well, all I, all I said was down all, on something that you participated. All I said, in? no, all no, paying a player and giving somebody some extra benefits is two different things. What we were doing. So if it was line? a violation, because it shit didn't happen. That, hey, that didn't even that didn't even matter in junior college. They didn't care about JUCO, so it didn't matter if we had a car. If if there was a uh, a guy who was a sponsor and had a car lot, and you just randomly drove cars here and there. I mean, that's completely different. You know what I'm saying? Then so uh, to you, it's all about how it's dressed up. Why not hey, listen, listen. If you if you want to skirt the gray. And you get caught skirting the gray, then you pay the penalty. You know what I'm saying? But you know, but that's different. Be a and that's I guess. The I mean, point that's it shouldn't be. A I penalty. mean, but there's a difference in me coming in and paying you to play as a university or somebody who's attached to the university and circumvents me some money. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Because you on Weber's side and I was on Jalen's side. <laughs> I wasn't. I, so there you go. Like, I, when did I say I was on Weber's side? When did I say it was okay to oust the university that we both know and love? When did I say that was okay? I don't want you to put the people. You keep putting these things on me that aren't necessarily true. Uh, one. So uh, it I, wasn't about the university. I was about the booster. I was more. Hey, I, I love the university. Like, I, I was more like on the he, booster. I felt like he got money, but he didn't get the money to after he was done playing. It was more like an advancement. I don't feel like he was getting money, dog. You know, while he was playing at Michigan, 
That's how I feel. So I don't know if that makes me on Weber's side or not, but that's the way I feel. <laughs> no, but 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 anyway, I've I've never been a fan of like an athlete being paid to play in college. Now, if you get kick kickbacks, everybody get kicks back. If you get kickbacks, fine. Well, but why is that not but, why is that not labeled some form of payment for it to still be a payment? No, the payment is like you're getting a check. Like, they know it. It's legal. You know what I mean? But anyway, you know what I'm saying? The difference is that I like it about this rule change. It's not so much you're being paid to play. You're being able to make compensation if it goes towards your education. Not because you can throw the football far. Because you do the work in the, the classroom, the internships. The, um, you know, to being able to work in a lab if you're going to be a chemist or some things like that that you can't do now. That's what I'm cool with. I'm still not cool with, you know, the university going, you know what, you throw a good ball. I'm going to give you $3,500 this month. Yeah, I'm not cool with that. I don't know why, because there's people who play an instrument really well that are able to get paid or. Like because it's, you're you're not listening. It's because if it's towards their education, it's fine. But if I'm if you're throwing the football, that's not your education. You're in yeah, school to be educated. It is. No, it's if not. You, no, it's if not. you choose, no, listen, it's not. If you choose to go into a profession where throwing the football is paramount, how is that not going for what you're going? Because to you don't for? get a degree in throwing the football. School, you don't get a right. degree in throwing the football, so it's right. not. You, you, you don't no, it's get not. a degree. It's not paramount football, for your education. But you get. It's paid. not paramount. But it's you not paramount for your education. And it is education. No, it's for not. Your it's not. It's education for your career. Then the go career play semi pro. About to go into. Then go play semi pro. The career that they are about to go into. Then go play semi pro. Then go play semi pro. Go play in Canada. No, that's what you do. If your whole ultimate goal is to get paid, then don't waste any scholarship money and go to That's college. That's everybody's ultimate goal. Who goes to school to get agreed not to get paid? Uh, Who does that? No, That's but you keep point. you keep mixing degree and athletics. That's what you keep doing. You keep mixing them both because it's, not it's the still same. a profession. Because it's well, still the, well, a well, if you if Being you a well, it's a profession that you don't profession. get a degree for. Well, here's the verbiage Why of it. Not? It's a, here's Why the verbiage you? of it. Here's it's the verbiage of it. A, it's still a profession. Here's the verbiage of it. Well, I'm going to give you the verbiage of it. I'm going to give you the verbiage of it. It's a profession a that you profession. don't have a degree for. So that means that when you look at the verbiage of the law that was just passed, that was just signed, just passed, that was just whatever ruling that the Supreme Court came down on it, the verbiage said education, education. That means that means at, uh, academics. That means something you to get a degree in, something that now, they I pay your scholarship that. in. I, I, I don't necessarily believe that because to be a, a trained uh, artist, to be a trained, that's not education. That's an art. I feel like sports is a form of art. Well, that's what you feel, but the ruling says that it has to go to a legitimate right. education. They are educating them to be okay. And again, we can argue level. about this all day. You can argue about this all day, but the ruling says that what the country and the NCAA is going to have to follow means that it has to go towards an educational backfield, not you playing football because contrary to your belief, less than one percent of all players in college go to the NFL. So yeah. You go to college to get a degree. You don't go to college to play football. If you go to college to play football, you, they don't last. But 
within that as well doesn't mean you have to be a player. You There are plenty of people to play football that have gone on to be coaches. There's no degree in coaching. Yes, but yes, that's it how, is. That's how they started. Uh, yes, it is a degree in coaching. It absolutely so is a degree a, in coaching because Julian Eugene has degree. one. He's going for in his coaching. master's in coaching. Yes, coaching, he is. Coaching, coaching. Coaching. That's the degree. He's going for Just his coaching master's anything? in coaching. Yes. Just coaching. coaching what is it? Coaching philosophy is the degree. Excuse me. Coaching philosophy is the degree. He okay. went for his master's at Ambrose University in Iowa for his coaching uh, philosophy master's. Gotcha. So That's there's fine. your degree in coaching. All right, so we spent way too much time on the NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan for that. But I no, do feel like going there is the only avenue, well, the more realistic avenue as far as getting to that next level. Does everyone well, get there? Absolutely not. But those people also have degrees in something else. But if you are talented enough to get to the league, then yes, going there was the education to get to where you're trying to go, which is you keep mixing, you keep mixing back and forth. You keep mixing back and forth. You either there to play football or you're there to be an athlete. You know what I'm saying? If less than 2% of the population of less than 2% of the athlete plays professional sports, your ultimate goal is to get, go to college and get a degree. Except for those 2%, except for that, but no, even that 2%, your ultimate goal is to get a degree because of that goal is to get your ultimate goal is to get paid. Your ultimate goal is to have your family in a situation for generations. And if that's playing football, that's fine. But what you have to do to get to the NFL is to play in college. Then that's what you have to do. If and you got to follow the rules enough, of if college. You're not, if you're not fortunate enough to make it, then yes, you may want to pick up another degree. So when you don't make it, you have somewhere else to go. So now you're giving all these kids false hope and they're going to focus on playing football and not go to class. And they're not going to go to football and they're not going to get a degree and they're going to be some dumbasses at the crib. I, that's not what I said at all. <laughs> it's exactly so what you it can make like. up whatever go for, you say. Go, yeah, go focus. You can make up I mean, whatever go, you say. Go focus I on football. I talked about the 2% that make it. We all know the people on football teams that make it and the ones who don't. If they and, don't know, and, then maybe they need to be around some more people that will keep them level-headed. Because if I have a friend that I feel like won't go to the league, I'll let him know. If I have a friend that I know will make it to the league, I will let him know that as well. So maybe they do need to be more realistic. But they're the ones that will make it. Your Peyton Mannings, your whoever else that you know is going to uh, the league, then that's still the avenue they need to go to make to their professional uh, professional life. And guess what? At the end of the day, you're going to have to follow the rules that are set aside by that governing body. So that it doesn't means, make it right. So, it doesn't mean okay. you can't go and try to make a change. That that's fine. Where you go, comes it, about, fine. it's always for the worst. And, and a lot of it is for the worst. A lot of it is for the worst. In your opinion. They, they look at the bottom line. You look at they look at the bottom line and say, well, this is how everybody can make money. Then it ends up being the worst. And you know who's going to pay the penalty? The kids that go to these colleges that don't play sports that's who's gonna play the penalty and right now guess who we're gonna those, hear from those ain't
Hey, when was the last time you bench pressed? Oh my gosh, uh, I did machine weights. I ain't gonna lie, I did machine weights about a month ago, but not real deal. Throw some iron up. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna tell you that I have not bench pressed anything other than a cookie. <laughs> uh, I would say the last five years, especially the last three with my shoulder. But at the lead performance competition, everybody's thought about good weight, all that kind of stuff. Oh, Dan hopped up, and, but he'd been working out. You know what I'm right. saying? He'd been working he'd been out. Kind he of preparing for yeah. it. You know what I mean? So he throw up 205. Everybody, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Screw it. Take my hat off. I go hop on the bench. He cold in the sun, bitch. I ain't lifted a weight in like 900 days. Yeah, let me get some of that. Oh, <laughs> All right, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> so you did the 205 too? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I had a little grunt in there at the end, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, you got to lock it, dog. You got to lock it. Lock it, dog. Because the shirt. Yeah, the shoulders said, hey, bro, you know you ain't right. <laughs> uh, let's see, WNBA news, only thing I got, WNBA. Um, their Olympic team, they've picked the women for who, if we do get to Olympics, I think everybody's preparing for it, but uh, I know there's a lot of skepticism, skeptic is whatever. People that are skeptical. Thank you. Add words and make this shorten the one word. I'm good with that. <laughs> um, headlining Sue Bird, Donna Tarazi for their fifth, their fifth Olympics. I mean, I, how darn. Yeah. Well, I mean, talent and the women's definitely. Um, I feel like they, the talent that they have to be good in the WNBA is a talent that can last longer than just being athletic. Okay. Um, so I know this to me. And I mean, it's a good mix. It's a good, I ain't never say nothing bad about Sue Bird or the goat, Diana Tarazi. You know what I'm right. saying? Uh, both of them. I think it's a good mix of uh, veteran leadership and youth. You got a, quite a few players that are on their first um, couple on their second. And then you got like Cynthia Fowles and, uh, Tina Charles on they their third and fourth. So you got a good mix of yeah, good uh, talent. You know what I mean? And you got stars, you got role players. You know what I mean? Who you got what Skylar Diggins, you got Brittany Griner, you got uh Stewie's playing, who I left her name <laughs> out. Can't believe that. So I thought it'd be fun. They should win again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel. They should win again. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't either. You know what I mean? But like, unlike the men, the their dominance in the the international world is documented. The yeah, men, they, the men tend to tend to have fallbacks at times. <laughs> well, I feel like all that depends is because the team that is constructed. I feel like if we put the truly best players that we have that we put up then we will always dominate or will always dominate. And um, if we put in our, you know, second tier players, then there's a, there's a chance that we might lose. I feel that if you are on the roster 
in the NBA and you're an American. I mean, the NBA is the best, regardless of how I feel about how the if, if it's basketball entertainment, that's beside the point. They are the best basketball players in all of basketball playdom. So I feel that they should win every game. If the top tier teams are in, if the top tier players are in, they should, you know, win by 30, 40 points. If the second tier team in, they should win by 20, 15, 20. If the scrubs, if the bench players is in, then y'all should win by 10. I think the world, I think, I feel like it was like that probably in the 90s, early thousand, but I just feel like the rest of the world is caught up. And, and the only way we win like that is if we continue to put our best 12, 15 players at whatever position we have. I feel like the world's caught up to where we can't just keep putting second tiers and the proof is in the pudding. We put them second tiers in for those couple runs in the mid 200 or mid 2000s and we took L's. But yeah, when we, we load it up with the, the best of the best, it's not even a contest. I think coaching has a part in that too. I think the coach has to be able to maintain some type of, I don't want to say order, but some type of cohesiveness with the, with, with the players. And I think we're going to find out because they had good coaching with Daly and all of those guys. Then we had a lull when you had those uh, bronzes and those non finishes, you know, we don't even remember who the coach was. But then they changed USA basketball and they brought in, what was it, Angelo and Mike Krzyzewski, and they changed the culture. So I think that has something to do. So I don't, I'm, I'm anxious to see what's going to happen with, you know, Krzyzewski's not the coach this year. So <laughs> I'm anxious to see how this is going to go. But there are a lot of, gr- a lot of great coaches. So it's, it's all about making sure they tap the right one. Uh, I feel like they're – Popovich, come on, Coach Pop could do it. I feel like President Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I even feel like, and I don't know if he would uh, do it. The coach from Miami, what's his name? Spolstra. Yeah, Spolstra. I feel like he'd be a good coach. I feel like um, I even like Lou. Uh, Lou for Clippers is showing me a lot. Yeah, he's showing me a little more, and I'm. We'll talk about him in a second, <laughs> but he's showing me a little more, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I was like, eh, "Oh no, about this," because you right. know that championship. Right. You and, have right. You got one in Cleveland. Best. Yeah, you that one in Cleveland the best was player, <laughs> one of the other best best players, and then you got uh, the Raptor with little arms. Uh, had the heart issues. No, nah, he Toronto. No, no, nah, nah, he in wasn't Miami. in. Lou wasn't in Miami. No, no, no. I was still talking about Spolstra. Oh yeah, you talking about Tyrannosaurus Bosch? Yeah, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Bosch. <laughs> well, since we're since we're on the Olympics, and that's all we have for the women, uh, we'll just go ahead and talk about the men's team. Uh, let's see who they got: Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, uh, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, who is going to be an all-star really, really soon. Damian Lillard, Kevin Love. I like Zach. I mean, he's his game has gotten better. Where's he's he just at? where's he at? Where's he like five, he's in Chicago. Six years? No, 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 yeah. no. Years in the league. 
like I feel like there's a certain point to where a player is going to be who a player is, and I feel like he is rapidly approaching that moment to where. I mean, but he's he's adding to his game every year. It's but just that they need some a, ass and players. <laughs> I feel like he is subject to be uh, a Danny Granger situation where you a big uh, the biggest of little fish in a little bitty pond. Like you put him on a team with some players. And how will he react versus like the one designated taking all the shots on a horrible or a horrible or mid-level team? But there's the thing, he's not taking all the shots. I mean, him and Kobe White, they got a good young nucleus that they're starting to build on, and the organization is now structured well that they have. I mean, he's improved his shooting percentage, his range, his attacking to the rim, his court awareness has gotten better. Like I thought he was. Close to being snubbed this year. I said close. I didn't say he was snubbed. I said he was close to being snubbed. Like, there were some other players who snubbed way better than him. But I like his progression because I thought that, like, this dude is only going to be a dunker. But then I'm like, well, this dude is pulling up, like, nice. <laughs> I mean, I like him, but he's a whole nother subject matter at hand. There's only one questionable name on here. It's not Chris Middleton and it's not Jason Tatum. Why the hell is Kevin Love on this damn team? I have no idea. It's some kind of bet or experience. They probably will play on experience, but someone lost the bet. <laughs> yeah, because I don't even know what experience he's giving us in Cleveland. But bench experience? No, experience, room experience? I mean, this is not this is not his first time on USA basketball. I mean, I know he played, you know, maybe once or twice, but right, but that's the experience I'm talking about playing that international game where you know, one of the biggest things I feel is being able to train yourself to once the ball hits the rim to be able to still mess with it. I feel like those are one of the bigger rules that uh, NBA players fight with because they came up their whole career. You know, if the ball is over the rim or bounces on the rim, you leave it alone versus the international game where you can attack that bad boy. And it's amazing how they get called travel on their whole career, then get to the NBA and then not get called. And then you go play international ball and you're surprised that they call it. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. <sighs> so I think it's a nice little, little uh, USA team. I think it'd be fun to watch. You know, you got extremely great outside shooting with Bill, Booker, and Kevin. Um, so it's, it's and Damian. You know what I mean? So it's going to be good. I feel, like still, uh, I feel like there's a chance that we can lose. Now the chance may be a low chance, but I feel like if LeBron, if Steph, if um, – well, he's not American, so he probably couldn't play. I was going to say the Joker or Luca, but And that's the other part. That, They're uh, playing. <laughs> but for USA is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying for USA. So no, nah, well, saying, uh, well, there is there's not going to be a LeBron and there's not going to be a Steph. None of them are playing. This these are your guys that are playing. And I'm saying if we back to what I'm saying, if we truly had our best 15 players, it wouldn't even be a thought in the matter. But when the top dogs sit out and we left with the Middletons of the world, or we're left with Kevin Love because the others the really elite stars aren't playing, then this is what you get. And the chances of losing does grow up a little bit. I'm I'm really sure they could have found somebody else but Kevin Love. That's <laughs> that's I mean I'm I'm Dude, sorry. Somebody lost I'm, hey, hey there that's not even a tier. 
that's not a tier. Like he, I don't know. He was a, he was a mid tier like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like if you want his leader, I mean his leadership or whatever his chance, make him a damn coach. I'm sure you could have found go. somebody else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, I don't know. I mean, just throw a big. Uh, I'm just saying the name. I mean Julius Randle, maybe. You know what I mean? Somebody else. <laughs> maybe hey, Collins about- from Atlanta. <laughs> You hear how Miles Turner keep crying about being disrespected. <laughs> I, I start, you know, I really like Miles Turner, but I'm not listening to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably not the best thing to do is to sit and whine and cry. Yeah, that's not what I want. I want to see you in there grinding and make them make them use that. Wish, use that. Yeah, use use that. that. Yeah, in a more Ridiculous. positive way for your game. Yes. Um, the TBT, the basketball tournament begins on July 16th. Do you watch any of the TBT? I do not. Hey man, that's really good basketball. (laughs) Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll turn it on. Man, it's man. Like I'll say this. If they'd have had the TPT in our middle twenties or the TBT in our middle twenties, Son, we'd have an Indiana team in that bitch, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this thing is nice. Like, just think, like, some of those teams that we had in our age, like uh, with Keish and uh, Lil Dribbling Dude as his point guard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Devin or uh, the Angie or – uh, and I can't think of no reader, the reader brothers, you know, some yeah. of them guys or Garner, uh, you know, from the North Central Garner. Yeah. We had, we had some, Thad, of them, some of them city uh, kids, black, Kenny Wright, uh, we had, I mean, <laughs> Marlowe, I mean, uh, a couple of James had, Long, a couple, couple McDonald's, all Americans, you know what I'm saying? You put an Indiana team together, son, <laughs> you know what I mean? Son. <laughs> 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 RJ messing around man, get there, RJ in there. <laughs> man, there was some ballers, man. We man, I'd have loved a tournament like that, man. But we don't uh everything happens after us. Right. <laughs> That's all right. At least we had the era where we had comfortable clothing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I didn't start off that way, but I sure finished that I didn't way. Either, but I was still a part of it once we hit to uh high school. And oh, yeah. in college. <laughs> and, I mean, but it's a good, it's a good, it's a good basketball tournament. Uh, I think the prize is a million dollars. So you make money. I mean, obviously, there's certain guys on the team that might make a hundred thousand, you might make forty-four thousand, but you're getting paid to play this million dollar tournament, winner take all. There is no second place, you know what I mean? And there's some really good teams, man. We saw some uh some ex-pros playing in it. We saw some high-level division one guys who didn't make the league, but you know, I mean, playing these some really good alumni teams that end up being just what they end up happening as alumni teams. So it's really fun to watch. Uh, the Lakers have found a scapegoat. You hear LeBron crying, you know, about these injuries. So they found a scapegoat and they have not. Uh, they like I like to use the word fire, but, you know, in business, they like to use the word not resigned. Right. <laughs> they did not retain. Their their athletic trainer, scapegoat okay. or necessary? I feel like it is definitely a scapegoat. Uh, don't get me wrong. I feel like you definitely need a 
great trainer, but was this trainer great when they won the ring or did is he just not great now because they didn't win the ring? I'm a little confused. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you on that. And since we're talking about the NBA, probably take that. <laughs> uh, James Jones, executive of the year with the Suns. Hey, I just want to talk about how the Pacers had James Jones, right? Yeah. The Pacers also had uh, Nate McMillan. Yeah. The Pacers also had George Hill. All are yeah. still in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, you can say the person that had the person that had Paul George, he's still in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I guess. For now. But we know. But we know. <laughs> I hope hey, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. He we'll went right that. back into his comfort zone. It, up it, took, it, it took him six games. Mm-hmm. It, it took him six days, and he fought through the adversity. Look at you got, using got, adversity. Look at you using adversity. Got to the end, and then he crumbled to the pressure, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, Rick Carlisle. <laughs> Rick Carlisle. <laughs> Um, uh, I we, hope this we, is a start because uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he sign a four-year, twenty-nine million-dollar contract to be the coach? Yeah. So I hope, I hope, I have, I have hope that <laughs> the Pacers will just open that checkbook, <laughs> and hopefully, this is a start of them actually going out and making a serious run by paying these people market value what they're worth, or maybe even a little above. To bring home a championship back to Indy. Well, how about to Indy for the first time? ABA really at this point doesn't count. Well, you know how I feel about recycling. <laughs> uh, kudos for the coach, the Pacers. Way to go. I don't know. I mean, that's a whole lot of money. See, I, this is where I disagree. I think the Pacers do spend money. They oh. just spend it in the wrong places. That's how I they feel. I, you spend the wrong places. Like they could have <laughs> kept Paul George. They could have kept. Played, yeah. They could have kept dude, even though that ended up being the best move was for him to be gone as far as Oladipo because he can't stay healthy. So that, that ended up being a great move for us, getting him out of there. But as far as uh, – Spending to get a player, I feel like we lost. Um, I just don't know how Paul George would have been if he had stayed. Here. I feel like listen, been listen, we're stay. agreeing on the same thing. We're just saying it differently. I think they spend money just on the wrong people. Like you're giving the wrong people the contract. You're not giving the stars or the maybe stars or the influential or the ball players on your team the money. You're giving. The Austin Crozier's the money. You're giving yeah. the uh I sorry, I just don't think Carlisle's worth 29 million for four years. That's me personally. I mean, he, he is if they're willing to spend to get him the players. I feel like he's mm-hmm. shown if he has players that they can make a run. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. the first part. Get a get a get a coach in place that if you choose to decide to spend the money to get the uh, players that you need with the talent that you need to be successful in this league, then yes, he's the coach for that. But if you give him just the money and you have all these mediocre, mediocrity, mediocre players, 
You're going to get the same <laughs> result we've had for the past 40 years, 30 years. Uh, we'll talk about Paul's lack of testicular fortitude in just a second. <laughs> I saw that. But, too. you know, and I'm, I'm a, I haven't really defended Paul lately, but I'm going to defend him, not in the aspect of his play on the court, but just the relationship and how it ended with him and the Pacers. People are jumping all on his ass like it's his fault. Like he recognized exactly what you were saying. He was willing to sign the contract. He said, hey, let's make this deal done. It was well before the season had started. He was all the year before, before his contract was even in question. Hey, let's get this deal done, blah, 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 blah. And so at that point in time, he feels and he sees the pattern of the organization. You're not spending the money. You're not getting the people in. You're letting go of people who are instrumental to our success, and you're just letting them go. So why should I continue to waste my career somewhere that is not prime, willing to the prime yeah, of my career and not willing to to spend the money to help me win hey so stop jumping on paul george like he did some bad shit to the pacers the pacers have always screwed themselves out of good players remember uh bondanovich was a pacer y'all could have paid him y'all could have outbid utah and kept him here but no you know, he goes to Utah and he gets a hell of a contract. And this some bitch was the number one seed in the, in the West. <laughs> exactly. You know, so you got to spend the money. You got to spend it. You got to spend it. So I, I, I'm i just saying, let's just let's the people. If you want to talk about Paul George, talk about his 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 um, his performance on the court. You know what I mean, so what he scored, like you said, so what he scored, you know, 30. 30 points in five straight games, which was key to keeping them <laughs> winning and those things like that. Cause Kawhi wasn't doing it. He's been nicking his knee injury, you know, but the chance that he had to buck this, this, this commentary that he has attached to him, two free throws. What do we say to these kids when we work with these kids, man, every day, you got to make your free throws. I tell me kids every day when we shoot, you got to make your free throws when you're tired. In the fourth quarter, you got to make your free throws when you're tired. He missed both of them. Well, I feel like pressure. I feel like me and you both know this, man. We played, and yes, we may not have been in that Division One level or uh, NBA level, but pressure is pressure. We can, me and you can go outside right now, hit rip off 10 in a row, uh, but then – when you in that situation where these shots actually mean something, uh, ask Shaq about it. Their stories, Shaq ripped off 50 in a row, but when you put them in the game, it's a, the situation is different. Everybody ain't got that ice. Everybody ain't hey, got that ice. I have the ice. I want, <laughs> I'm like, I was, we was working, I was working out with McKenzie the other day. We were talking about just that. You know what I mean? Because I didn't had her running all around these chairs, shooting off the move, catching, shoot, dribbling, posting. She's tired. And I got her shooting free throws. And I'm talking to her at the same time. Like, I'm going to talk to you because the crowd is here. The crowd is loud. They're going to be chanting. So I'm talking to you as you're shooting your free throws. And we get to that. You know, I'm like, I'm like, what player are you going to be? Are you going to be an Ashland Shade? And you're going to run to the free throw line to shoot them? You know what I'm saying? Or are you going to be a uh, Ben Simmons and, you know, take the longest route to the free throw line? <laughs> what 
which player are you going to be? You know what I'm saying? We know we obviously know what Paul George is going to be. You know what I'm saying? He's going to miss that shot in the moment. You know what I mean? And that affected him, you know, on defense the next play. It did. Right. It did. Because I think if he makes no free throw, he doesn't get screened. Because <laughs> they're going for a three. They're going for a three instead of a two. Yep. But it's still mental. I feel like it's all mental. And he is proven over and over again why he's a second-tier player. Yep. You are a very, very good Robin. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. And there's, it's, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't have their own signature shoe, bro. Yeah. And you're in your fourth edition. So, yeah. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> Live it. Embrace it. You know, start yeah. getting some uh, pandemic P-shirts. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Put it on your jersey. Put it on your sneakers. <laughs> Embrace that shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so last thing before we talk about these conferences to get out of here, draft lotto. You see the order? Yes. Pistons, uh, Rockets, Cavs, Ma uh, Pistons, Rockets, Cavs, Raptors, and then Magic Thunder Warriors, Timberwolves, Kings, Pelicans. I feel like this is a great opportunity for uh, Golden State to package a deal to get, you know, they can only – the window with Draymond, Steph, and uh, Clay is closing. You got to maximize that. So instead of blowing it up, I would use package those picks and definitely get a, a player that will help them get to the finals, basically, and win if they're smart. Yeah, because they don't need much as long as they got Steph. They don't and need Clay. much. No, I feel like well, they need the collective. They need the well, collective. Yeah, you need the collective. To make it to that level, like you saw what happened with just Steph, and that's Draymond. my point. That's that's you what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Steph, y'all mean you don't need a whole bunch with Steph. You add that into what we've just witnessed, and get Clay, Clay in, and, stay and Wiseman comes. Wiseman comes back uh, healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ship Andrew Wiggins punk ass out of here some yeah. damn where. Send me back to Canada. Yeah. Canada, hey. oh hey. Canada. <laughs> I just want to see. <laughs> I just want to see Terrace and Phillips. <laughs> hey, look, uh, fact of the day, Wolverine Logan is Canadian. Okay. That's I just want nice to put that fact, fact of the day out there. It's fun That's fact. Nice Wolverine, fact. our favorite mutant, our favorite <laughs> X-Men is a Canadian. A. <laughs> I'm not too sold on him being my favorite either. Like, well, I'm mine. Kinda, that's fine. You can own all that. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of I kind of like Gambit. I like his arrogance. I like his arrogance. Yes, he's a little you know. Yes. I, I like his slick, Cajun talk. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I'm a fan of Magneto. I do. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a power, dog. Real talk. That's a hell of a power. Like I could just take the 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 metal in your blood out, just uh, kill you. Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. Exactly. Great. <laughs> right. 
But anyway, that's enough of the mutant shit. I don't know even how we got there. <laughs> no, because we both like. It. <laughs> right. Hey, let, let's hear what Dan has to say about Sean Nugent, our rock star realtor. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home. Now's the time, and I got just the person for you, Mr. Sean Nugent, aka Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today. 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right. So we're going to get into our From the Elbow Talk brought to you by Rogue Energy Drink Mix. When you order, you make sure that you use the BW Sports 1 promo code and you'll get 10% off your next purchase. All right, bro. Uh, we are in... What are we in? I don't know. We are in the Easter... What we got tonight? We got Game 3, Western Conference yeah, Finals. Uh, and, and may I uh, speak on this? So, Go ahead. Uh I'm not sure if we talked about it on the show, but I was curious to see how Phoenix would be without Chris Paul because some people felt like Chris Paul was this huge, instrumental. They wouldn't have done it without him, yet they still won two games in a row. Uh, now, if he comes back and they lose, what will people say? I feel like I've said this from the beginning. I saw them in the bubble, and I saw it make click and make sense for Booker. I saw it click and make sense for the coach, Mountie Williams. I saw Aiden. I saw all of that prior to Chris Paul, and I felt like they'd have been in this position had he never joined the team. But for some reason, there are a lot of people out here that have this whatever feelings for Chris Paul where, oh, we just want to see him. Well, why? I don't understand why one of the dirtiest players in the game. Why Why would we want to see him win? Why would we want to reward that? I feel like a part of the injury situation is because of karma. Okay, you put that's out, fine. You put, that, you put that negativity out in the, in the universe, and it comes back tenfold. I exactly. feel like um, I, I feel like they really would have been here. Like, I, I wish he didn't go to that team so bad just to see how it would have unfolded. And would they still be in this position so I can be like, I'm telling y'all, y'all not listening to me. I'm telling y'all, he is not a bigger, big of influence as some people feel like he is to that team. Okay, that's fine. That's their opinion. Um, I feel differently. I think that they are a very good team. I think the bubble, um, they did well. They showed uh, great growth. Monty Williams showed great growth as a coach but there were some things missing and those things were missing were obvious uh james jones seen it uh monty williams seen it and they continue to prove it um yeah chris paul didn't play they still won both games and at different times in both of those games you saw where the chris paul effect not being there to settle them down. that's fine i'll let you talk i'll let you talk I'll let you say your whole piece and then interrupt you one bit I saw different instances in those games where um, Chris Paul's effect was not there. But then I also saw those instances where the Chris Paul effect allowed those dudes to know which way to go. 
Um, if he hadn't have been there all year, I still think they'd have been a good team. I don't think they'd be in the position that they are right now. I don't think they'd be a, a not a playoff team. I think they'd still be progressing. Now, that's fine. You can do all that you want to. I mean, I'm not saying going off what I say. I'm not going off what Charles says or Shaq or Kenny. I'm going off the people that are on the team, the people that are on the team, the coach. The coach says, hey, there are instances in this league that are in this year that we have not gotten through without Chris Paul's leadership. He has shown Devin Booker how to lead a team. And Devin Booker has accepted all of that knowledge, and he is leading this team. There's no way that you cannot deny the fact of the Chris Paul thing. Regardless if you like him or not, that's fine. You know, you don't have to like him. I mean, I don't really think he's, like, the greatest, but I think his influence is great. And you're going to see when he becomes a coach that he's going to have the same influence on the team as well. Um, if he's dirty, that's fine. There's a lot of dirty players, and he's not going to be the last. So, I mean, I just look at it how at, on, on that aspect. So, there you go. He's not what everyone feels like he is. That's all I'm saying. Uh, moving on. Uh, if karma is a factor in Chris Paul is because he's a dirty player, then Matthew Delvadova and Joe Ingles should both be dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this series is fun to watch. Hey, man, that might have been one of the best plays I've ever seen. I don't know if it was – the screen, the pass. There was a lot of factors. It that, was the that whole collective. That. And I feel like I mean, that's what made the, it. Yeah, that's what made mm -hmm. it great was all of the intricacies that was drawn up actually came to fruition and everything worked the way it was supposed to. So that's the greatest part. There's nothing better than drawing up in a play and it works. Like there's right, nothing better than right. that as a coach or as a team that is following your coach. Uh, that gives them confidence in money, more confidence in money. And so uh, it was great. Uh, how do you feel about some of the people who don't like, what was it? The last 90 seconds took 30 minutes. What, what are your thoughts on that? Hey, the thing that, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit because you didn't need that many reviews. You, there's way too many reviews and you're getting them and you're doing them at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not defending, I'm not sticking up for the Clippers one bit, but I agree with Van Gundy. If you don't have any timeouts, you should not be able to initiate a challenge. Yeah, the coaches aren't doing the challenge, but when you do this under two minutes, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go and they're going to review it. And that gives you, what, 30 seconds, a minute and a half, two-minute timeout to run a play. You have you just were granted a timeout that you do not have. I don't like it. I mean, great play, great way to uh, take advantage of the situation and the rules that are given to you, but that's that's bad, man, because that means that any time you can just do this, oh, well, I thought he stepped out of town. Review it. Okay, hey, guys, come here real quick. Let's drop this play. I feel uh, I'm – like half with you and half against you. Yes. If you if a team doesn't have a timeout, there needs to be something in place, whether the, the team just stays on the floor or don't get to talk to the coach or whatever. Like I'm I'm good with that. But I want it to be right because had they missed that call, that would be what we would be talking about. So 
why not get it right? Like I'm a proponent of getting right because if you've ever been uh, hosed in the game, believe me, you don't want that overtime that uh, replay, and you don't care who's coach and who's play. You just want it to be right because a lot of things depend on these games. A lot of things, MVPs, coaches' jobs, players' jobs, players' contracts. These games are really important, and they need to be right, and they need to be correct. I mean, I get that. I mean, but guess what? You're not going to get every call correct. That's why it's human error. You know what I mean? It's You're not going to get – and I have no problem with getting the call right in a situation of that nature, but I think it's gone too far. Every play does not need to be reviewed. There has to be some type of human element in this. If there's not, then make, make robots to make the plays. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's ridiculous. Like, this game should the, – the last five seconds of a game should not be 15 minutes. It shouldn't be. You know what I mean? And I think they're taking advantage of the rule. If that's what it takes to make sure it's right. Because we go back to all many blown calls that have been in all the other sports leagues, like, that this change the trajectory of people's careers, be it coaching, be it playing – all on a blown call. I don't understand if we have the technology to make sure it's right. I don't have a problem with an extra half hour on a game because I know it's legit and I know it's right. Yeah, but my point is, it's not even about if it's the, the right call or thing. My point that I was trying to make was that I don't feel that it is a time for you to be granted a timeout. Right, you know I mean? and like that's what I the, said. And that was the yeah. other half that I was with you, like – if you don't have a timeout, there needs to be something put in place to where, like I said, even if it's the coach not talking to the players, the players got to go over here to a certain area, whatever. Like I, that, that some validity to that. You shouldn't use it as a way to have an extra timeout. I'm totally yeah. on board because I think what they do now is no, the players can't leave the floor. They got to stay on the floor. But all five of them are go stand right next to the bench. And the coach come right over like it was a 30-second timeout. Yeah. You know, like 30-second timeout yeah. case today. Yeah. So they're standing right there draw the play. Keep their ass at the free throw line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or in center court. Or in center court. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, y'all got to keep looking up at the jumbo trying or something. Y'all, y'all make up the play yourself. <laughs> yeah, y'all do it. You know what I mean? Your coach on the floor. Shit. Draw play. You got your hand. You know how we did it back in the day. Uh, <laughs> yep. Hey, you go here. You go here. You set a back screen. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, let's jump over to Hawks and Bucks. Hey, man, you know me. I've been hollering Hawks before the playoffs started. And little DeBarge has no conscience. He doesn't care how old he is. He don't care. This is his first time. I love it. Uh and I don't necessarily hate Milwaukee, but I'm not in the light like some people are like, Chris Paul needs a ring. I'm not saying Giannis needs a ring. I'm not. I, I, why does he need a ring? I, I, I don't get it. But uh, I mean, Reggie like needed a ring. He didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, Reggie needed a ring. And just for the loyalty part, he was on that tail end of where everybody was being loyal to their squad from the beginning. That's gone out the window it's about these rings and these chips but uh <laughs> yeah 
Atlanta's entertaining. He's entertaining. The shimmy, oh my gosh. Before the shot, the kahunas. Oh, Giannis was shitty. The kahunas (laughs) on this debar. Giannis was angry about the shimmy. Like they showed the timeout, bro. Giannis is like, yeah, damn. Y'all just gonna let him shake his ass all in y'all face? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he gave it. Oh, that was different. I mean, Charles might have threw a ball at him. Chuck, I mean, <laughs> hey, one of yeah, them guys in the nineties, they probably it'd have been yeah. on and popping. And all they would have like, got was like one tech and still be in the game. <laughs> yeah, maybe that might have just been an old common foul. <laughs> I don't know, man. Atlanta is exciting. Like everybody is in tune, man. It's what's what's amazing to me is the fact that you got Three guys on the perimeter that, that can play zero defense, but they're one of the most defensive efficient teams in the in in the in, in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like Trey Young can't card a wet paper bag. Neither can Bodanovich or Herder. Like Chris Middleton's back cut is so slow, and he's just like walking <laughs> to the rim. You know what I'm saying? But yet these guys together seem to be playing just like with, this with unbelievable Nate's, uh, with Nate's defensive prowess. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just crazy, man. Because like I saw I saw yeah, they're getting beat every time, but they don't get very rarely they get put in ISO situations. You know what I mean? Or they just don't stop, they just keep coming and they keep coming. And the next time that boy catch a live or you like that, Colin. Oh my <laughs> lord. And then come back down and throw it off the glass. There's in a playoff game, last playoff minute, how game. I, the cojones on that debarge. Uh, Chico. <laughs> Pretty hair debarge. Oh, fine hair debarge. That's it. Very fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Messy hair debarge. But wow. I mean, Milwaukee, the pressure is completely on you. And that's, I think, the advantage to, uh, to Atlanta. They have no pressure. They just out here playing ball. It wasn't supposed to beat the Knicks. They're embracing. They went, They're definitely bit the beat. You know what I'm saying? Went in there and took out the number one seed. You know what I'm saying? And now you can ready to take out. Hey, man, they need to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Greek freak, you gonna have to figure There's it out, no, bro. Hey, what excuse do they have if they got Pratt? They got past Brooklyn, but lost to Atlanta. What? what like yeah. coach? The yeah. coach's career is going over. He's gone. Like you can't lose to Atlanta and keep your job in Milwaukee. No, no. I mean, at least at least the Clippers are are like a shot away each game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, game. I mean, this is a close game. Like, if you make two free throws, y'all probably win. If you make one of those free throws, you probably win the game. You know what I'm saying? You probably win this? the game. Hey, I heard a stat. They were like, Paul George missed two free throws in a row this past season, like one time. <laughs> one time he missed two free throws in a row and it's just like 88 percent from the for the free right. throw so yeah. how can you it's nerves it's pressure it busts pipes or makes diamonds yeah but but uh Giannis shoots like 63 percent from the free throw line this cat air balls when he hits nine straight <laughs> He makes pressure free throws, though. He shoots 63%, yeah. but he'll make two free throws in a row with 30 seconds left to go in the game. 
which is after an air ball. And on the low, I feel like Shaq did came up with some pretty clutch free throws in his career as well. Yeah, Shaq would hit that one. He'd always say hit that one when it counts. You know what I mean? (laughs) He'll always hit that one. I don't remember him icing two in a row, but getting that one that make a person have to go for a three instead of a two. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so. Oh man, this hey, uh, who we got tonight? We got game three tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, and oh, dude is supposed to be back tonight. Uh, just real quick, last thing on this game, I did see something, um, and I kind of worded it differently a little bit, but I like it. Booker, does Booker jump Kyrie as the prototype Kobe Mamba Academy player? Um, I feel like it's early, like, I feel like we. That's something that we do as a as a society, as a culture. We want instant gratification. Um, I feel like Booker is poised to make that move. I feel like it depends on this playoffs. It depends on how he uh, plays, um, and we'll know. But I feel like at this point in time, you cannot make that decision. I mean, you can and do the hot take and. That's what's hot in the streets, but some things you gotta let simmer and and kind of see how it plays out. Uh, looks like somebody's been doing some cooking because he's using an awful lot of cooking terms there. I like it. I like <laughs> well, it. I you let the, the sauce simmer. That's the one thing I missed. I, I did my first time doing steaks, Dane, on the grill. Oh, did you do a midwell? I, I, I did not do it well. I did it pretty much well. It, all of them, for the most part, turned it out well done, which is, for the most part, how I like it. I'm good with a medium well, but well done. I'm not complaining. Um, I feel like it did well. I did not do the marination, though. So I will, you know, I'm always going to keep it 100. It's always a team effort with Storm and his culinary journey. Um, Listen, you don't always some, have to marinate the steak. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes if it's a good a cut of meat, of it's a little salt. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like if you don't have to mar- always marinate the steak, if it's a good cut of meat, just a little salt and pepper on both, be just fine. Okay. Well, they I enlisted a couple of friends. They, you know, did their expertise on it. Oh, I, I just, think we're losing I, him. I can you hear me? Now I got you back. Okay. So yeah, we did. Um, had a enlisted a couple of friends. They uh, did the marinade part. Uh, all I did was did the temperature and how long on the grill part, and it all worked out. Hey, if it works out, it works out. Steaks is steaks, then. <laughs> uh, that's all I got tonight, bro. What you got? Uh, nothing uh, for the eye of the storm. Uh, just, hey, I want to bring up something that has been lacking, and I don't even know if these kids out here even know about it. I want to talk about the drive-in, okay? The drive-in was hot back in my day. It was tailing a little, but it was still something that we could do, especially if you were able to borrow your parents' car. Uh, (laughs) I want to talk about the um, uh, drive-in because I feel like it needs to come up, especially in these times. Uh, I went during the pandemic, and it was an awesome experience. It had been a long time, and I definitely plan on going back. So definitely, Tibbs, if you're in the Indianapolis area, Tibbs Drive-In is the spot to go. Check it out with no um, – they're not even invested in this show, but I I, I do want to call out we, to Well, we need, we need we to. Got. I was just going to say, <laughs> well, you got some work to do. No. Uh, it's the only drive-in in the city. <laughs> <laughs> and funny thing that you say that, 
Mac and uh, one of her teammates, Roper, went to the drive-in at Tibbs uh, a couple weeks ago. She's like, it's okay. 30 minutes away. She's like, no, it's not. It's by my dad's house. <laughs> right so, off yes. the interstate. Right off so, the interstate. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, the Carver people know about Tibbs and the drive-in, so we should, too. You know what? That's a great idea. Maybe the wife and I should hit out there. Hey, just make sure you bring your uh, bug spray. Because uh, I sit outside the car. I sit outside the car and just turn up the radio. I sit outside the car. That way I can smoke my squares and uh, have a, a you know a cocktail or two while I enjoy this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Drive-ins. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's us, the state of basketball. Uh, BW Sports One, if you want to know what the Hap Hap Happiness is with everything with us and the rest of the shows on the network, just check us out at BWSportsOne.com. And if you are interested in any of our business opportunities, you can hit us up at info.bwsportsone at gmail.com. We're talking to you, Tibbs Drive-In. Talking to you, Tibbs Drive-In. You know, we got almost 40,000 followers, son, across the <laughs> network. Come holler us. We'll get you exposure, baby. <laughs> hey, I'm out. I'm going to watch the game, and I think I need to go to the gas station. All right. Hit the button. All right. I'm going to hit the damn button. <laughs> <laughs>